0: Welcome, to Panini. This is Saratova. Best prophecy. Prophecy. What if there would be prophecy in our day? What if there were real prophecy in our day? We're saying that as a uh, rhetorical question. What do you think the prophecy would be? Imagine that prophecy had come to the point where it was, as we said yesterday, prophecy comes back before Mashiach. So imagine that we hit the day on the nail. When really, you know, we're we're in a time. Imagine that we're in a time when prophecy has come back. Let's just say this in theory. What would the prophet of the generation... I mean, there's got to be, if there would be prophecy in this generation, there would be many small prophets, probably, as there were, and a main, maybe main prophet, main navi. So what would that, if there were a main navi in this generation... What would the Nagua be? You know, what 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 would it be about? So we could say it would everything that we've just said, the change in the way we do things, of of the change in motivation, and the change in the way life works. He might say, um, now the switch. Uh, well, let's say it's like this. Last night, um, I gave a sheer, and I was talking about the idea that, let's say this today, actually. We'll, we'll just repeat it. <laughs> today is Lamad Av. Lamed, Rosh Chavish, Rosh Chavish Elo is two, it's like uh, uh, two twins, a sister and a brother. And sometimes you have twin sister and a brother, and they're as opposite as can be, although they're twins, and they were born at the same time. So Rosh Chodesh Elul is kind of these two 20 days, but the two days of Rosh Chodesh Elul are about as opposite as can be, because the 30th of Av, that's Rosh Chodesh Elul, and the first of Elul is Rosh Chodesh Elul. The 30th of Av is a day, it's called, it's the day of Av, the last day of Av. Av is all about Tisha B'Av, all about the dark negativity, the dark struggle and suffering of Jewish history, and it's very, very dark. And all of that is encompassed, is all included in the month of Av. all the few thousand years, three and a half, three and something thousand years of awful, horrific suffering. It's all summed up in Kishadov, which begins the official Gaulus. And 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 then Gaulus not only includes all the negative dark suffering, Rahman Upan, but it becomes a reason for it, and that's all summed up by Tisha B'Av. So you could say the month of Av, the last day of the month of Av, is going to sum up the whole month. It's summing up all of the the, the Jewish suffering. Hayalotia. That's a loss of darkness, a huge amount of darkness. And then, and it, it, it it's a heavy day. You can say the thirtieth of Av is a heavy day. It it it, it, it. Ramifications. It's uh, what it represents is pretty intense, pretty heavy. And then you have the first of Elul. That's very so fresh, you know, optimistic, hopeful. Wow, we're going to have an amazing year. It's going to be a brand new year. I, I told the story last night that many years ago, when I was a child, um, Pierre Elliott Trudeau became the pr- prime minister of Canada, father of current Trudeau. And I remember after Sholan Rosh Hashanah, in front of as we were walking home, um a man on the block was speaking to my mother and he was so upbeat, he said, The Luft is anders mit Trudeau. The air is different with Trudeau. It basically was saying it's going to be a good year. He was so full of excitement and optimism. Was it a good year? I don't know. Did he do a good job? I don't know. I was a child, I don't know. But you saw that this kid felt so upbeat and so optimistic for the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And he was just so excited. You know, the fresh new year, it, it's going to be good. So me, so the first of all was that same kind of energy. It's going to be a fresh new year. It's upbeat. It's optimistic. It's so different from the 30th of of which is so heavy. And they're both Rosh Chaytashelahs. They're twin sisters and brothers. So it's funny that the two of them go together. And from that we understand, and from everything in Hasidus, that inside of all of that darkness is, is the Geulahs hiding inside of there. So, you know, inside everything that, that the thirties of of. Has in it is all the upbeat optimism and all the light of Rosh Chodesh of, of the first of Elo. But it's not just a mindset change. It's not just God forbid to say that the Gaula will be the same old world with the same old suffering, but we'll have a better attitude about it. That's really mean. That would not be nice. Imagine that, that we come to Gaula and we find out, same old, it's really tough, but everybody has a more upbeat attitude about it. Seriously, this is what people gave their lives al-Kiddush Hashem for. Can't be. So obviously the Gaula is more than just a mindset change about struggle. It's a real Gaula. And there will be a moment at which the Navi of the generation will be told in a prophetic conversation with Hashem, because that's what prophecy is, that the moment has come at which um, it's it's changed now. There's always got to be a moment of everything. It doesn't mean that the full thing, you know, person, um, you hear all these stories about people who, they're in debt all their lives, and they have bad mazel, and one day They go for a job interview, and unbeknownst to them, that moment, the moment they step into the office, their whole life changed. They don't know yet because all it is is an interview, and maybe it takes a month until they're called back by the office to say, we'd like you to work here. And once they start to work there, they're given a very nice salary, and then they're promoted, and their career just takes off, and from then on, they are never in debt ever again for the rest of their life. Happens pretty often. When did that moment start? When did that moment happen when they uh, their muzzle changed? Maybe when they walked into the office or maybe when they saw the ad in the newspaper or maybe when somebody told them, you know, there's a position somewhere, why don't you call up? At that moment, they did not feel that, ah, my life is different now. Hashem knew It just seems like who knows what's going to happen. But that was the moment. So the moment is going to be a moment in which it doesn't really look much better to us. But Hashem knows that that's the moment that heralds the the shift from dark to light. So clearly if there's going to be a main prophecy, if there's going to be a main prophet, a nubby, of the generations, before Mashiach, and he's going to say a main prophecy. He's probably going to tell us about that moment. That's, I mean, obviously, what what would be his main prophecy? What does he know that he you knows lots of things, but nobody else knows that moment? So here, let's look at Mashiach. This enables us to understand. What has happened in the last generations, and especially in recent times, because there is a declaration of the Frayzer Rebbe Misidarim that everything is finished. Ding dong, that's called. He knows the moment, and according, and he says that according to all signs, we're standing in the last minutes before Geula. There we go again. He knows the moment. He can track it. We cannot from the time when the Torah said which was um, when we received the Torah 3,000 and some years ago and all the generations since then and especially recent gen- the previous generations in Belus we weren't Zaycha and the Geula didn't come so it's a proof that we didn't finish everything and there's still a little bit of something Chateinu of what we needed to correct because we were expelled from our land because of knew what we needed to fix. So it's clear that all those generations, there remained a little bit of what we needed to fix. And because of the darkness of the world, we were not standing in the shlemeth of the situation. We were not standing at the moment of Shreif and Yad We hadn't reached the moment. And we still, so if you haven't yet reached the moment of the Shaifet and the Gaius, as we said in other lectures, the rule, the one who tells you the rule, and the one who encourages you in a gentle way. If we haven't yet gotten to that moment, because we still have stuff to fix, we're still going to need policemen to make sure to force us to do it, because we haven't yet reached the level where we're ready for the advising. But, and here you have a declaration of, on the way to declaring, <clears throat> after everything we've done throughout all the generations, we are very close, especially in recent generations. There was the revelation of Pnei Satara, beginning with the Arizal being told that it's a misfit to reveal this. And then Yafutumansachuta through Rabusain and Nisienu, And through them, Navuh comes back to us, as the Raman says. Hashem reveals his secrets to his servants, the Neviim. What is King Nishira? The secret that Hashem revealed to his servants, the Neviim. The Rabatin and the the Chabad Rabim, are Navi Derenu. they're the Naviim of our generation. To the extent of Navi kamaini A Navi from among you like me, says Brash Myshrib. Because there's if this is the Myshivalda, there's a Mishrabain within every generation. So they are the Shaitim of the generation. They tell us the rules. They are the Nevi'im, the prophets of the generation, and they are the Yoatim of the generation, the advisors. How do you know that they're Shabtayich? They're A Anasi is elevated, higher than everybody else. Head and shoulders above everybody else. It says about Shmuel and about Shoah. And also, they teach us. They teach us Shabtayich, and they advise us. They're Yoatayich. They give us aces in, in Yanatar and Yer And also in Goshne, some things, practical things, what to do. How many hundreds of thousands of Yiddin, millions of Yidin, ask the Chabad Rabayan questions over the generations, what to do in their practical life. And especially through the revelation of Tarot Chabad, which is enclosed in Chachmedin and Das in Havana, Bar-Satah, So that it's understood even by your animal soul. The level of eitha a good eitha. And it's actually received by your mind. It makes sense to you. And even your feelings will accept. Your emotions are, can relate to Chabad Chasid, Kaminit Tatarah. Because through the revelation of Kaminit Tatarah, in the way of Tanecha, it's, it's a taste of life. And when you taste it, you taste the whole thing. It becomes a gateway to the revelation of Panini Kulitara in the future. And through the taste, now Yidden and the whole world become a Kali Pneumia. A vessel. A deep pneumia inner vessel for the revelations of Panini Kulitara that will happen. After Mashiach came. So when we're learning Chassidus, Chabad Chassidus today, we're becoming a vessel for the revelations of the future. And in this, recently we had some an addition. We have Chassidus spread in every corner of the world. It's understood in people's minds. People literally understand it. Even somebody who's pretty far away and pretty far intellectually and pretty far in terms of mitzvahs, he even understands it. And it was translated into many, many different languages. And more and more. And even in Braille, the Tanya was even translated into Braille. So according to the declaration of the Sri Rebbe, we finished everything, we finished everything in the vaida. We've even finished the Avaita of Rabasin and their Avaita as Shaktaya and Yasaich until today. And therefore, and again here's the announcement of the moment. Now we have come to the moment of Ashiva Shakta Vishana Vyasai from the Svashila. Now we've come to the moment that Yeshaya says, bring back your Shaifkin and your yo'atim, like they once were long ago. Fully. How, how can we say that? And we no longer need shaytrim. We no longer need the guy with the big stick. Why not? Because everything's purified. Because we've tasted, through our Rebbein, the essence of truth. Once you taste the essence of truth, if you can sink yourself up with that, then you no longer need the tough, the policeman, the tough guy, with the stick. I was thinking this morning me, that if we can get up every morning and spend the entire day only noticing what's going right in our lives, life would be entirely different. Why can't we? We can. It's very not simple. Uh, we have quite a, uh, strong chemical addiction to struggling. And so it, it magnetically pulls us. It's not, oh, because we have so many struggles. We do have a lot of struggles. But, um, you know, like when you're very, very I, – I yeah, I'm going to take an example. A few weeks ago, I was somewhere for Shabbos, and um, my friend said, oh, yeah, we were invited out for the meal. It's just up up the road. Well, up the road was – it was about 90 degrees outside. Very humid, incredibly humid. I think we had to wear raincoats because we weren't sure if it was kind of very plastic raincoats, and we weren't sure if it was going to rain. And it wasn't just up the road; it was up a hill, at least a half hour, at least a half hour. And so, this at least a half hour as we're trudging up the road, um, we don't—I don't even know when it's going to end. This up the road, half an hour. So, so. So, as 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 we're going along and we're going up the road, she's pointing out, this person lives here, and this person lives there, and this family there, and I'm very hungry at that point, and not only am I very hungry, I'm very exhausted, very tired, etc., name all the things, I just want to know when we're getting there already and we can begin air conditioning, and I'm... Having a little hard time climbing the mountain for for forty five minutes. So she's pointing out this family lives here and there, this family lives there and there, and I and I'm hungry, tired, exhausted, boiling hot, and all those things. Do you think I really noticed? said, oh, wow, look at the daffodils in front of that house. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. I really could care. Right? I really didn't look at the daffodils. I really was not interested in any way, shape, or form. I just wanted air conditioning, a drink, etc., sure. and a, a chair. So was the other stuff there? Absolutely. Were the daffodils there? I guess so, somewhere. Did I notice them or care about them? Not Really? Why? I had something better in mind. Chair, air conditioning, drink, kiddish meal. Quite honestly, it was more what I needed. So the same thing. Why is it that there are lots of things going on during the day and we tend to notice what's going wrong rather than what's going right? That's because we're focused on something else and it's more important to us. What's going wrong seems to occupy our emotional attention more than what's going right. We need some kind of major refuah to enable us to switch so that all we notice is what's going right rather than what's going wrong. And that will be a big piece, a big chunk of hastening the geula. But it's not easy to do. so. That's why we depend when we know that the Navi of the generation is saying everything's purified and we no longer need the guy with the big stick saying you better or else. We understand that, I don't want to use this word cosmically, but the Ruchni, in the upper world, the change has happened. We sw- switch from golos to Geula. I'm now in antiquated mode. My system is working on old software. The software in the world, in the spiritual world, has upgraded. I am working with old software. And you know when your phone isn't updated, half the things don't work. And so because we work with old software, because the nubby of the generation, and we'll see in a few minutes, is telling us, we have upgraded. It's different now. Life works. Less and less well every day. It just feels like a just mess all the time. Unless we switch gears with him, so we understand that here we are, Parsha Shvi'itim, in this generation, this time, the last minutes of Gullus. We need to match what he's telling us to step into an avaida that, that matches nida connected the situation of Gaula. We need to, how do we do that? We need to public, publicize to ourselves and to everyone around us that we need to take on ourselves the Ha'iraz and the Atheid of Shreit and Man Malte and especially Nisid that comes as a result of the Shaitan of our generation and the Yayas of our generation. In other words, we need to change our frequency and understand that the frequency of the world has changed. We need to change ours too. And the Torah says, "Navi akim lehem niker vachichem kamaini ben astati a dvare besev vadiver alelehem is <laughs> kolishar elof kishma." Hashem is telling us, I will give you a Navi. Listen to him. And the Rambam says, if someone has the mailas of a Navi, he doesn't have to show signs. He doesn't have to perform miracles to prove that he's a Navi. As we see by Rabbeinu, uh, the brachas from the Chabad Rabbeinu, We don't believe in him because of his miracles only. Then why? Why do we believe in the Navi? Because Mishra Beinu gave us a mitzvah to believe in the Nabi. If he gives you a sign, listen to him. Through this that he says future things, and you believe in his words, as we saw by the Vedic Rebbe. And, let's look at this for a second because this is crucial. Navi La Navi Navi. When a Navi testifies on another Navi that he is, when a prophet testifies on another prophet that he is a prophet, then there's a tremendous strength, Allah's strength to that. A halachically definable prophet testifies that someone else is also a prophet then you know this is it. We see this by Nesih Zarein. And it comes through the generations, through their students. the It is a chagzaka, that the second one is a Navi. And we don't have to question it. And we have to follow them immediately, even before. Even before he shows the miracle. It w- Another prophet, a true prophet, testified that he is a prophet. We follow what he says. And as it says, alakeim, in the with Don't test Hashem. Once you know that this is a Navi, and you believe that Hashem is among them, don't keep questioning it. Because we believe in the words of the Navi. Not because it's the Navi's word, but because it's Hashem's word through the Navi. Even some, even not the raid, even not the speech that Hashem said through the second Navi, but it wasn't said for him. So, let's just say this. We have the Hayra, We have a lesson that we have to publicize to everybody in the generation, that we were that Hashem gave us, chose a Baal chira, somewhat of free choice, that he's completely higher than the people in the generation. And Hashem has chosen him to be the Shafet and the Yayet and the Navi of the generation. To show us and give us advice how to, how all Jews in the generation should serve Hashem in tyrant, mitzvah, and everyday life. To the extent of this Navi, this prophet that was chosen by Hashem, comes along and gives us the fundamental, most basic Nevuah. Nevuah Ikrit. The Nevuah of Le'alte Le'gula. And Inezem What is it? Meaning, at this moment, this was Shabbos, Parsha The Herodah said, this is being said as a Nevuah by the Navi of the generation. We are going to the Gula. This is it. And he didn't say it as a chadam. He didn't say it as a shaifet. He said it as a Navi, which makes it a hundred percent. Because the laws of Nazua are that if a Nubbi knows a Nazua prophecy, but he doesn't say it, it doesn't have to happen. If he tells us a negative prophecy, we can always do chuva and fix it. It doesn't have to happen. If he tells us a positive prophecy, it has to happen. If he says it. If he thinks it, it doesn't have to happen. If he says it, it has to happen, by definition. It can happen more slowly and more quickly, more pleasantly, and less pleasantly, unfortunately. But it, by definition, has to happen. At the moment that the Rebbe said this prophecy, that's it. We are going in the Ba. We're going into Emei the Mashiach. There is no turning back. That's the moment. This moment of the prophecy is the moment that changes the frequency of everything. And, I'll, I'll look at the this in a second, but I'm going to say that we see from that moment, Parsha Scheifstein in 1991, first of all, two days later, what happened? The Iron Curtain fell. That's it. Over. There was the silent coup in Russia. And communism came to an end. The Iron Curtain came to an end. And it was a bloodless coup. There was some messy stuff. We got it. Where did we get it? In Crown Heights. What did we get? The Iron Curtain felt in Russia, but we had the riots. The riots were not really dangerous, per se, but they sure felt dangerous. Um, no one was... Yes, one person, Yanko Rosenbaum, oh, he lost his life. He was the Corbin. Other than that, I wasn't there at the time. I was in Monticello. It certainly... Sounded pretty scary, very, very, very frightening. But we don't want to say how many. We're used to, you know, in Jewish history, when there are riots, Rachmaneslan, many Yiddin, Not always during Jewish history did every single Jew survive physically. And here, unfortunately, we had one horrible carbon, and the rest of everybody was terrified, but didn't feel safe, but in the end was safe. And somehow, why we were given this chaos, instead of over there in Russia, over there in Russia, they just, you know, just kind of, all of a sudden, the Iron Curtain fell. We, we, took, we took the blows on ourselves. We actually weren't asked, (laughs) we just were, we took the blows on ourselves. This was two days after this Nebuah was said. Clearly a giant piece of the prophecy. Once it's announced, this is it, we're moving into Yamaisa and Mashiach lightning, lightning speed, a lot of stuff starts to happen. We can say this year too. A lo- in Tuvsin Shinpei and from sh- the moment of Shavuos this year on, a lot of stuff started to happen. Feels and felt very scary. In truth, a lot of damage to property, but in general, you know, Kanhara didn't has been unharmed, maybe harmed emotionally from the fear. But not harm physically, and God willing, it will continue that way. So we understand that when the moment comes, we thought the moment will come, and it's just lovely. You know, all we do is look at the rose bushes, and ah, we drink iced tea and and munch on lemon cookies, and it's just lovely. You know, as we sit in the rose garden. And, and we never emerge ever again from the moment that the Nubi will save the Nazua. We never emerge. It's one endless lemon cookie and one giant iced tea that never gets warm. And, uh, and it's one eternal rose garden that we sit in. We're always sitting on the same chair. You know, 100 years later, still sitting on the same chair in the rose garden, sipping the iced tea. No, not the way it goes. We thought it would go that way. But remember that when the person who has always been in debt and his nozzle changes and he hears about a job opportunity and he's thinking that he will ask for an interview, at that there's a split second at which his nozzle totally changed. And you see him five years later He's actually very wealthy, and he's very successful, and he owns a bunch of property, and, and, he's a business tycoon, and, and, and. It all started from that moment. That moment was not a wonderful moment. It wasn't a moment that he had any visibility, that his model had just changed. So we need to know that the moment that it happened, we the Nasi Hadar, the Nubby the, the of the generation, has visibility. We do not necessarily. And I'll just finish this paragraph. But together with this cliff, everyone in the generation has an obligation to follow the Scheichel and the Yayet and to follow what he says. Um, because he's the only one who has clarity. And he sees where we're going and what we need to do. We don't have clarity. I wouldn't want to follow my advice. I can't even see it. He has clarity. I don't. Whom should I follow, myself or him? Uh, That one's pretty simple for me. Um, And as the Rebbe says, this this is very powerful. What if I have an opinion that I feel like I disagree with the Navi of the generation with the Nazi Hadar. I disagree with him. What if I have such an opinion? So the Rebbe says, what if a person has an opinion and says, I I don't agree with the Navi of the generation. I don't think that it's Mashiach Saiki. I don't think so. And what if a, a person has a Torah opinion that actually makes sense, you know, according to Shulchan Aruch and, and Torah, um, and he believes that I have a Torah opinion and the Navi is a prophet of the generation and the Nathia of the generation has a different opinion. So I could be just as right. The Rebbe has an unbelievable answer to that. Yachid verabim Halakha rabim meaning the person with the opinion is an individual. The navi of the generation and the Nasi of the generation, one and the same, she's not an individual. She's a multitude. He is a composite of the Altar of the Mithra, the Samastheta, the Maharaj, the Rav, the Rav, the Rebbe, all included in him. And they are a composite of all of the Nisiyam of all the generations, Maishur and they're a composite of every single kid, whoever was, is, or will be. That's a large multitude. When you're looking at the words of the Nasi of the generation, it's not an individual speaking. This is, this is a multitude speaking. It looks like a person, a, an individual person is speaking, but that's just the way it looks. This is a rabbin. Me, with my personal opinion, to start up with the opinion of a rabbin, there's a halacha. It says, from, um, I don't see, yachid ver rabbin, halacha karabin. If there's an individual Torah opinion and a, mul- a Torah opinion of the multitude, we go by the multitude. So, it's the das of the shaifid and the yadis of a rabbin. So when we take on ourselves the Ha'ira, when we follow what the Shaifera and the yayat of the generation says, um, it's it's a case of the beginning of the Shila, says HaShiva Shaifinik Rishonu v'at Shila in the Gula. Um, and when we're talking about these words being said in speech, Mishra Saim, is about speech. And recently, these things have been brought out in speech, including the speech that said, The geula is coming any second. So now we have an answer to the question that is asked recently about the geula coming very soon. How is that going to work? I'm going to tell that to my family. What are they going to say? I'm going to tell that to my friends in my community. What are they going to say? The answer is very simple. If the inyadim of the ge'ula, the issues of the ge'ula, were something new, a chiddush, maybe you could ask that question. How are they going to receive it if it were something new, never heard before? But since the ge'ula is not a chiddush, it's not something new, everything of the ge'ula already began and are continuing in this physical world, and you see examples in this physical world of how everything in the world is reflecting Gaula now, This is not something new. This is way into the process. So it's not a pellet, not a wonder, if the Gaula will come right away, we're already way into the process. So if it becomes completed, well, going to, obviously. So, being that, we, and, and here the Rebbe says, being that, um, being that we're at a forbringment of chesidim in the Dalai of of the Shri the Rebbe, um, and we're taking on good good resolutions, etc. in Tyrus, and what are we resolving? Shai shim we're taking on resolutions in watch. We just heard about the moment. The moment that it was announced as a prophecy, not a wish, not a hope, not a bracha, not a tefillah, a prophecy that everything has changed. The moment has come, that now is a prophecy. He <inaudible> Ba, is coming and has already come. So, what should our resolution be? Well, let's switch to his frequency. In what? Well, in all our gateways. What do you mean? Gateways, my eyes, my ears, my nose, etc. The way I interface with the world, let's switch. Because otherwise, I'm going to be out of sync with reality. I'm still trying to use that 3G or 2G phone, and I don't know why the phone just doesn't work. Wrong frequency. So if I if I insist on staying in the gullus frequency, and a prophecy has been said by the prophet of the generation, this is it. We're we we now full speed into Yom HaShoah. Anything I do in the gullus way will just be an old frequency and the software is not designed well and things will just keep breaking down. So my resolution would be, I always switch to the higher frequency so my life can work and so that I can usher it in, be a big piece of ushering in the full gaula. Who's going to help me? So there is a shayteth of the generation and a nabi of the generation. And it's a, a fundamental. But there's always a revelation of Hashem, God, down here. And also in the Jew, every Jew has a revelation of Hashem. He has a neshama, a In a very tangible way. So the is the lesson of The the parsha is saying, have a shayfit, have a rule giver in every gate to tell you the rules of the ge'ulah in this case. So what is he telling us? What is the shayfit telling us? The shayfit and the Yayat? He's talking, by the way, whom is he speaking through? He's speaking as the general shayfit and yayit to the shaykhah and Yayak in each one of us, in our neshama, in our godly soul. And he's telling us, take the message out of your godly soul and put it into your gateway. Put it into your limbs, your eyes, your ears. Put it into the parts of your life that interface with the world. That are done through the Gimel Maichin and the Midas, all the the Seichel of Midas of the Nefesh Rakith, which learn Tyra, and especially as it's explained by the Shechet of the Generation, etc. That when you learn Tyra, it should, be in a, it should be in a way that it becomes real. And causes you to live in a different way. In what you see, in what you hear, in what you smell, in what you say, and what you speak, etc. And every one of us left and right, do good and, and avoid negative, etc. Like your two ears, you know, your two ears with earlobes and your mouth, you taste you can taste a sweet taste or a bitter taste. Which one do you want to do? So that means that the Hairab, the um he's telling us what to taste. He's saying we are going to taste sweet things. We are going to taste bitter things. But he's showing us that in truth, the bitter thing is really sweet. And the bitterness can be taken in the way that it um, really revives us. Again, this does not mean that we just change our attitude, attitude about the gullus and we change. There's way more to it than that. But he is enabling us to move to a higher frequency. Um, so every single... Yid, men, women, children, take on ourselves the hayraz of the shaifat and the yadiyat of the generation. And we have an effect on everybody around us and the whole world with all the details. Um, as is revealed, dhikirbani, to us, through the Nabi kamaifa, like, maishirbani, the, the Nabi of the generation. Like, and here's where we're ending off with this, the Evanushasya. In the base of Migdash, there's a stone, foundation stone. It's in a certain part of the world, the physical stone. This foundation stone is there. Actually, we can't see it, but it's in the Kajish Kedashin, in the place, I think, of the Kajish Kedashin, And it remains the same. It's the foundation stone of the world. And on top of it sat the uh, Luchas, the Aaron with the Luchas. The Aaron with the Luchas were concealed at some point. So, what happened then? You could not see the effect of Tyre in the world. The stone, the foundation stone, was never concealed. Because if it were, you would not see the world. If the world is created through this foundation stone, if the foundation stone is hidden, you're not going to see the world. So it's it's there. But it's always there. And the Shaifet and the Nabi is like that too. He's always there in every generation as a sign for the revelation of Hashem in a constant way. The from him and from it, the whole world is derived and created, is, 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 is derived through it. Pusheteth, I don't know. The foundation of the world. And these, both, both these ideas, Eminah Shasia, that it's one thought, one stone, but it includes everything, is hinted in the word, in the letters, Shasia, from the word Yesheth, Yeshus the, 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 um, Advantage over dark, over the comes from light that comes from dark. The yud is, in the Kud of bittle, like the union of Shevtaich and the shintafay shows on expansion. Okay. And let's just finish off here. So, um, and we finished these seven weeks, we finished these seven weeks of, of Hashem comforting us. And now the question is on Machai. Hashem says, nei, But we need the double infinite nukhamah, comfort of Hashem, in the, of the Gulen of Yitzhah So Yehi Ratan, through following the Shaitim, Shaitim Tisha V'chol Sharecha, through following the Shaitim in every gateway in our life, every interface that we have with the world, in a way of Vashiva the, Shaikh Follow the Shaikh. May it be that through that should be fulfilled the Tail Mamish. in the gateways in Eretz Yisrael, and in the gateways of the Basin of Migzish Shlishi, that um, the gates are sunk into the earth and they, have, they will be put on, that Yiddinth through or will put them on, will attach those gates, and together with the basin and itself, which is already built, above and ready to come down, that it should come down through our Avaidah together with the Kedesh and the Ebena Shastiyah from which the from which the whole world is derived through this and since we're from the 15th of Av and on and the model of Aryeh of the Beis Arya's Aryeh is Rosh Rosh Hashanah uh Yod is Yom Kippur and Hashanah Raba. The minhag is to wish everybody k'sivah chesimatayver, gemar chesimatayver, shan tzav, metsuka, begash misa baruchnis, baruchnis, begash misa together, and Hashem should fulfill all of our requests of our hearts for good, and especially the kiyum of the demand of every single year ad matzai. Ashiva shertenis v'yishrayin v'yatek k'barzilas. The Gulametis Pashlena and the shift is came. Take us from the yard. Mamash.